Warning. This podcast does not contain actual virgins. Discretion is advised. The Movie Virgins. And I'm Lindsay Schaefer. And this is a very special episode of Movie Virgins with your with your hosts, as we have just introduced ourselves, Leah and Lindsay. And that's the vocal stylings of Lindsay Schaefer that you're hearing in the background. Special episode. Our very special episode is about little women. Mm. All of the little women, but most in particular. Little Women 2019, because we have both just popped our Little Women 2019 cherry. That's gross. Together. In public. In public. We we did the cherry popping. That's really gross. At the local Werenberg 18. I don't like talking about cherries. <laughs> so we just, we literally. It's not Werenberg either. It's uh, Marcus Marcus, now, right? sorry. The Marcus Werenberg. But we literally just got back. So we woke up this morning. We went to the movie theater. We saw Little Women. And we traversed through snow and ice. We did traverse through some fucking snow and ice. Then we got coffee, and now we're recording. And we haven't talked about it yet, and it's been really, really hard. So initial reactions, Lindsay. This is kind of more, I'd say, your pick, because you're a bigger 1994 Little Women fan than I am. Although I have seen it a couple of times, and I do like it. Yeah. So let's hear it. What do you think? I, I'm in a bit of a state... Oh, my. No, like, um, yes, 1994 Little Women, Winona Ryder Little Women, Christian Bale. You say you've seen it a couple of times. I have seen it an ungodly number of times. What is that, like 25, 20, 30? Oh, no, like when it first came out, and I had it on video, of course, obviously. VHS. I did see it. I, I saw it in the theater. I'm pretty sure I only saw it once in the theater. I may have seen it twice. I believe I saw it only once, and it was with a group of friends. It was my birthday movie, actually. Interesting. Um, so it must have come out in the winter in because December. I'm almost. It's a good. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, because I'm yeah. almost certain I saw it for like movie. my my birthday with a handful of friends. Um, but yeah, once I once it actually came out on video VHS, if you prefer, I bought it and I. I mean, there were some weeks where I would watch at least parts of it, like almost daily. I fucking love that movie. Um, yeah, and this one. Okay, so. First overall impressions, this was good. The Greta Gerwig one that we just saw, the 2019. Just um, good. No, no, it was very good. It was very good. I, of course, because I have such a strong... Um, feeling about the other one? Feeling, yeah. And, and it's it's really hard for me to distance myself from that. I will say one thing that I think this one did beautifully was the timing. Because I have found... Seamless. Even, even now... Seamless. It's seamless, but I mean, even now, I tend to, when I turn Little Women on, the 94 version, um, once they grow up, I'm kind of out. Yeah, same. I feel I'm just, the same way. Yeah, I just kind of don't. And so this this allowed me to be with all of them throughout their, throughout the entire time, 
willingly. You know, I wasn't just sitting there bored like I often am once Joe goes off to New York. I would love to hear from someone who didn't know the story. It'd be interesting. To hear if, yeah. how easier or harder it was for them to follow. Because they well, really blow their load at the very beginning of the movie. You know it's, I mean, he admits that they, he and Amy have a conversation wherein she says, you know, it's so sure, bad that yeah, but I rejected think, you. Honestly, at this point, I mean, yeah, of course there are some people who haven't read the book or seen any of the movies but there have been so many iterations at this point that you you would be foolish to think that there are people out there who really don't know i bet not that there aren't i know there aren't this is greta Greta gertwig is that how you say her name gerwig Gerwig. this movie got a lot of buzz this movie has got some oscar buzz for a few things Mm -hmm. um i feel like did it win some golden globes i'm not sure I don't think so. It was nominated. Like yeah. I know it's got a lot of on IMDb. There's like a ton of nominations and yeah. shit. I, I feel like this could be the time that people might watch it. I mean, Timothy or Timothy oh, no, Chalamet no, I, or Timmy, as we like to refer to him, Laura Dern is having. My the point that is she just deserves. that like, I think everybody knows the story by now, and those who I, don't know the story are in the minority. But think about all the kids, Lindsay. All the, the children kids are a minority. Who haven't seen. They're an inherent minority, first of all, and second of all, who gives a shit about children? My my point is just that I think you can play around with, you know, you said they shot their load. I think you can play around with that with well-known stories like this. Fair. I mean, I, I'm just saying that in, you know, in the 94 version, and that's the only version I've ever seen. And I'm going to oh, haven't seen any of I others. haven't seen any of the others. I haven't read the book. It oh, really? Wasn't, it wasn't a book that I was interested in. I, I was more of a Little House on the Prairie girl. I mean, I was, for sure. Yeah, like, but I know I, lots of adult women who loved the book when they were kids. Um. So yeah, the only version of this I'd ever seen was the 94 version with Winona Ryder and Christian Bale. I've seen the Katherine Hepburn version. I saw another version, and I don't Isn't even remember. Is there like a 40s, a 1940s version? There's, yeah, I like want to say it was like 49. Um, and I don't remember the woman's name who played Joe, but my God, was she shrill. It was so bad. But I feel like that maybe just was about the time. Maybe, um, like, I think it may have been partially her, but it was her. so long ago that I saw it. Um, was it Lena Lamont? No. <laughs> no, and then there was there was just one that uh, like a mini series on PBS that I recorded, but then dropped all my cable, so I haven't actually watched it since. But I am actually a PBS donor. Mm-hmm. Viewers like me, so I have the app, and I've been meaning to go back and actually watch, watch it, and it. I just haven't yet. It's it's interesting too. So it takes place during the Civil War, and yeah, it starts I, at I want to say it starts in like sixty. So I'm watching, initially when I was watching it or like, you know, even today, I had that moment of like, that's right, we're in America. We're in America, we're in America, and we're in America. You're reminding yourself that we're in America? No, 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 it's just like the the time of it. But yeah, for whatever reason, I always have this initial thought of like, it's a London movie or something like that. They're they're British, but they're not. It's Americans. And it's interesting too that this, this version of the movie, like all of the sisters are non-american not, yeah right but, the actress. but but laura dern is american timmy is american um, meryl streep is american also guys i didn't um i didn't know that bob odenkirk was gonna show up i didn't day. either i didn't either and and i sorry, and but like, oh, i could, couldn't handle that moment it was way less emotional because i was like that's not their dad happening? why is bob here why is saul goodman here like it's so I was so confused there was a moment where i was like what's going on and the next moment i all i could think was wait i think this makes sense now i want to see the movie with him and laura dern but i was 
Just the two of them uh, without the little right, women. Right, sure. But like, I want to know how they retire. I feel like that may be the only casting that I didn't like in this version because that I couldn't handle him as dad. And who was the guy who played Mr. Mr. Lawrence, the grandpa? I know him. He's won awards. Yeah, he's he's a great character actor whose name I'm blanking on even though I absolutely know him. He was fabulous. He um, was fabulous. Um, the fuck's the movie? He's in Patriot. The, the Patriot. That's the one I think I know him from. He is in The Patriot. Um, no, the... It's Chris something, I think. Yes, it is. Hold on. I'll find him. Chris, Co- Chris Cooper. Yes. Yes, he's fabulous. He's fabulous. And, and it was interesting what they did with his character, too, because there's a lot more... In the 94 version, there's a lot more build-up to him being kind of this scary old man yeah. who is very standoffish, and it's not until... Beth gets sick that you see that oh he's actually come out and he's yeah a kind he's actually a good guy he's just he's been standoffish because his daughter died, died. And, and since then he hasn't really so done anything um, so yeah it was interesting oh he's from Kansas City so did you so were you telling me that you still like the 94 version better than this one yes okay because but, so okay my reasons because here's the thing Again, I like the timing, the structure, mm-hmm. um, the pacing I of mean, this cr- one. I mean, they crushed it. Yeah, crushed it, was, it. it was great. And there are things about this that I absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the number one things that I felt more in the 94 version and kind of have to go back to, like for me, the relationships. I felt so the relationships more that's in the 94. The relationship between... The sisters? The relationship between the Lori sisters, the relationship between Lori and Joe, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I, I totally bought in with Winona Ryder and Christian Bale. Um, I don't think that this kid holds a candle to Christian Bale as Lori. Not Ooh. even close. Not there are Ooh. brief moments where Timothy Chalamet has it's just personality. Timmy. It's just Timmy. I don't know him well enough to call him that, and I don't think that he's going to appreciate my uh, thoughts enough to want me to call him that. <laughs> I I feel like there were brief moments where he showed personality and the rest of the time he was very dull and uncharismatic and that is not my lorry. <laughs> I think the wonderful thing that Christian so Bale did throughout is, is, is every Bale look. Is a better actor. I think that is probably part of it, but there was something that he imbued in it where every look that he gave, like you could see in Timothy Chalamet's performance when he would look at Joe that he was thinking things about mm-hmm. her. But there wasn't anything else there. There wasn't anything behind it. And I feel like with Christian Bale, every look that he gave was either longing or serious or goofy or fun. Like you could see how his love was growing for her as they got to know each other. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get any of the getting to know each other I stuff th- in I this think, one either. Aside which, from the, the first dance, which I thought which was a lot of fun. was not nearly as good, I don't think, as the one in the 94 so version. I think maybe the relationship stuff suffers from the fact that the movie isn't one continuous timeline and it's broken out i think that might but i gotta say i wondered about that when i first realized that that's how they were doing it but Mm -hmm. i think it was done really well i think so i think that but i think that it did but i think that they could have i i don't know i think that um i think it mostly came down to with him at least with their relationship i think it was largely what exactly it was that we were shown and i just don't think that he is I just don't think that he's as so, good. So I think... Because to be clear, Saoirse Rowan was great. Mm-hmm. Is um, it, I think she was... Is Saoirse Ronan? Rowan. Ronan. Yes. Saoirse. You know when I hear Saoirse, 
when I see her name, you know what I always think of? No. Uh, the love interest of Mad Mardigan and Willow, Sorsha. Yeah, I don't remember that. Uh, I mean, I vaguely... Yeah, yeah anyway. Um, so the thing... I, I hear you on the relationships thing, but I gotta say, I think... I I like this one better because I feel like there it was better acted. I feel like there was more talent there. I gotta tell you, there was more talent there. We had... So, first of all, I'm sorry. I think that Claire Danes was the perfect Beth. I think that Susan Sarandon was an... Here's the um, thing about Marmy, though. Susan Sarandon's Marmy and Laura Dern's Marmy mm-hmm. are two totally different people. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that one is better or worse than the other because I honestly think that those two characters were very different. And I really appreciated the Laura Dern version because I feel like we could see more of how her girls are like her. Yes. So I really did enjoy that. I feel like the... That being said, I don't think it's fair to say that Susan Sarandon wasn't great because no, she no. was. No, no. Susan Sarandon is always great. But the point I'm saying, this ensemble cast million times better than the other one and together and i think the character development in this was exceptionally well done considering you had the back and forth of the timelines um there were some moments where i think it depends on the character though so, so the moment- because you really don't I, well and it depends on what they what they're going for with the character so i think that the character development of amy in oh the my 94 God. version amy was so much fucking but here's the thing movie the character, yeah, but she wasn't meant to be great in the '94 version. She was meant to be she an annoying little sister. She was a throwaway. She I wasn't hate a throwaway. It. Here's the thing. She you, was just an you annoying said it little yourself. sister. You said it yourself. I always once, hated her. Once she goes, once Joe goes to New York, you're like, I'm done. Like I'm bored of it. Well, I'm, I'm not saying it. I'm not still and watching. That's, and that's 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 the reason why I think this one was better because I cared about them. I cared about them when they were kids. I cared about them as adults. I still and cared about them as adults. So I didn't like... I just didn't feel the, 90, the movie as much The though. 94 version, when... I agree with you. When they get to the part where she moves to New York, and it feels it feels like a completely different movie. It is, I don't though. Like it's it. a completely different book. I loved that in this one, I got to see all of it together. And you get to see Amy as the annoying kid, but she's... Was it Samantha somebody? Samantha Mathis. Samantha Mathis plays the adult Amy in... In the '94 version, and I just didn't. It was awful. I never. She had cared. very little character development. It yet. was awful. It was awful. The Kirsten Dunst and she role plays a really big part. Did have a lot of of character. It was just the character was a shitty, annoying little sister. Yeah, but do, so I, I I do think that the that Amy in this movie is certainly not even just more likable, but more understandable. Mm-hmm. And I do really appreciate that you can see. I feel like. Seeing in her this grow up, one, she feels like an adult. In the in the ninety four version, she just felt like a dumb kid still. Well, she was she a was, kid. It was like this, Kirsten Dunst was like twelve. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Samantha Mathis, where she's falling in love with Lori. It feels gross to me. I hate that in the ninety four version. It feels so. She just still so. And maybe it was the Greta Gerwig version that it was. It was her touch. It was it, her because yeah. that speech she gives or that talk. Because Amy is not says, a great character in right, that book the either. That she seems like such a. What I saw in Florence Pugh's adult Amy or 20-year-old Amy was a person who was influenced by her sisters and the experiences that they had and the things that they shared and her mother. And she wasn't some flaky artist type. She really was thinking about life and what it meant to be married. And and she said all of that to Lori. And I never got that from the Samantha Mathis Amy. No, because that was not that was not part of the book either. But I liked it. No, I do too. I I'm not it. disputing that. I'm just saying it's not fair to say that that it's a downfall of a different version when that different version just never even thought about that because it wasn't part of uh, to the me, source it's a, material. It's a downfall because I don't like that character and I didn't think she was well developed in that movie. And I much prefer this version with this Amy because 
I feel like but we see, still my point got is, where we were going. But my point is I never liked Amy in any of the versions or in the book. Yeah. Because the one thing that Joe says about her, which is very true and holds up throughout every version, mm-hmm. she's very good at avoiding trouble. What, what was the actual line she, that she's very good at avoiding the real life yeah, situation? Yeah, to that effect. yeah. Yeah, it's an absolute Because truth. she wasn't there when she's Beth was youngest. dying. She's the youngest. She's a spoiled little brat. She always has been. I don't believe that she ever had her priorities straight. Now, in this movie... They make her into a different character, and I do like the character, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that, but I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to hold any other version as though it's faulty because they held to the source material. So let's think about the... Let's take a step back here, because within this movie, we are seeing all of it framed around Joe selling this story to Mr. Dashwood. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the Dashwoods from Sense and Sensibility because I fucking love that name and I fucking love that movie. Anyway, let's, uh, let's talk about that. So they're framing it around this idea that she's selling the story to this guy and at the end of the movie they have a discussion about how it's going to end. I did enjoy that. Right. But think about this. Maybe it isn't true to the source material because they're showing us the part that got changed to make us all like everybody that much more. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying that it's a problem that it's not part of the no, source no, no. I'm material. I'm not saying it's a problem. I'm saying just think about it. As a storytelling device, they're saying she's writing the story, so we're getting a little bit of that, like, her thinking about what the story is going to be and how it's going to end, and then we're seeing the story. Is the story that we're seeing the one that she wrote or what really transpired? You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, it's semi-autobiographical already. I, I, Little Women and Louisa May Alcott. So, I, I, yeah, I'm not really sure what you mean. I guess what I'm saying is, in the movie, Joe is writing a book. Right. So, are we writing, are we watching, is the real things, are the real things that transpired? Yes, I understand. That's, that's, I'm, well, no, I'm saying that's part of the book, too, though. It is, sure. But are the real things that transpired not 100% what we're seeing because we're, we're getting the story through the lens of what she sold to Mr. Dashwood? So I, I guess I feel like that's it's framed the same way in all the other iterations as well. That throughout this whole story, the she's whole buildup is that she's yeah. yeah that she's coming. But I feel it's like, not even that she's like, writing the story; it's that she comes to the ultimate realization that her life is, is the, story. the best story. I guess what I'm saying though is in this in this movie, she's actually talking about changing the story to make it something that he would want to read, or mm-hmm. that people would want to read, or that his daughters would want to read, Mr. Dashwood. And I found that interesting because Greta Gerwig did change the end. So the original, well, not the original, but the 94 version, and I don't know what happens in the book, but in the 94 version, doesn't she send her story to Frederick so that he can read it? And then he comes to meet with her. Um, He brings it with her and tells her it's great or whatever. Mm -hmm. And in this one, he comes to see her because he's in love with her. Not because he has read her story. I mean, he comes to see her because he's in love with her. Oh, yeah, he comes, right, But there's a, a reason beyond that, like... In this movie, he's not coming to talk about her novel. He's coming because he loves her and he wants to see her before he leaves for California. That's the reason he did in the other versions, too. Anyway, I was reading the IMDb trivia and they said that she wanted... Gerwig intentionally did that. She didn't want his reason. He didn't want to... She didn't want him to have any reason but the, but to see Joe beyond, like, like what happened in the 94 version, which was okay. the book and everything. I, I guess when I... I find that really interesting that they're having... They're framing it all under this, like, she's writing the book and it sounds like that might be... That is how the book is written. Is the book written, is the book framed by that, that Joe's writing the story? Or is the book just the story? Um, it's more towards the end, if I recall. It's been a long time since I've read it. But again, it wasn't, it's not necessarily that all along she's talking about 
writing this story. Mm-hmm. It's just that she comes to a realization after Beth's died that yeah. this is the story I need to write. Yeah. So, and moves into getting that story written and published. I liked the way this one was told better than the one. I agree with you on the relationship stuff mm-hmm. because I feel like I was more moved by the relationship. Not the relationship. I think I was more moved by the the sisters together and their relationships in this movie and I was more moved by Lori and Amy in this movie than I was by say um and the relationship with Beth and her sisters and Beth and Joe in particular and in the 94 version I feel like a lot of it I'm thinking about Lori and Joe as a couple and that yeah. felt like a sideline story in this movie it did which kind of bothers me because yeah. it's such a bulk of the actual story so i i but i kind of so in the beginning when you see you see laurie and i feel like the opening scene is laurie and um amy meeting right and then we get her talking to dashwood or maybe it's the other way around but i remember I here's the other way around it but... might have been the other way around but either way um she's I was thinking a lot about who who were the main characters of the story. Obviously, Joe is one of the main characters, and I was thinking that maybe they were showing us because you see that moment between her and Frederick where they fight mm-hmm. um, because she asked Frederick to look at her work. I, and he yeah. says he hates it. But I love that as he's talking to her about it, he's like, "Has anyone?" He says it. Has mm-hmm. anyone ever actually tried to help you? Right. And no, of course not, because she's just a woman. Why would anyone try to help her with her right. writing? It's just a silly little thing that she does. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Um. No, I think I think this this version I think it does hold together as a better movie overall. Yeah. I'm just not going to be able to let go uh, of the, the, the romance Lori, the, of the Lori. It's not even the romance, it's just the, the building of that yeah. relationship. Well, and like so I remember in that uh, the 94 version when Amy falls through the ice being way more scared and yeah. worried and I didn't have that here at all. Um I think um it went really. It's, it's fast. kind of maybe a little bit off, not really off topic, but I I think that the thing that this version has that none of the others have. So obviously, the story of Little Women, just by virtue of being written by a woman mm-hmm. about women mm-hmm. as a coming of age story for girls and women, obviously there are going to be things and. and Written by a woman who all along says, you know, I don't know if I really want to get married and I want to make it on my own and I want to do all of these things that men don't think that I should be able to do or can do. There's always been that element of um, feminism, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. I think what this version did really well was, A, explained that for people who don't understand, who really don't yeah. get what that time was, mm-hmm. um, and B, put it within the context of Amy. So yes, having yes. having Aunt March tell her, you need to marry well the fa- to save your it family. It matters to you. It matters yeah. to the family. It's yes. not just because I think family. what you get throughout time with all, again, all the iterations of this, what you get is just that it's just something that's expected of you. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really true. And that's why you don't necessarily see it in other versions of uh, any sort of explanation as to what that means or why it means. I don't think that back in 1867 that that Amy would have given that little speech about it being no about marriage being because it it is it is just what was expected and how Mm -hmm. it went so I think for modern audiences and I think for people who really don't get that and couldn't get that because they've never been a part of it I think it was good to have 
It was. I, I do wonder though, because Amy is influenced by Joe, and Joe has always just kind of lived the life that she's wanted to live, and she didn't want to get married, and she said it to Lori in this movie, like, "I don't think I'm meant to be married." She's like really pushing against right. what the world expects of her, and Amy sees that. She's watching it. Um, I think Amy, but she no, no, but she still knows that this is just the way of the world. I have to get married, and then she's being is. told. That this is what you need to do for your family. Right. But I guess I like that Amy took that, had that moment where she could say, it's not about, it's not, like it's not it. about love. I'm it's not, not saying about I don't romance. Like it. It, I, it is an economic proposition. It is. Right. No, I'm, I'm not saying I don't like it. Of marriage, yeah. I, I do like it. I'm just saying I understand why no other version has ever done it before. Mm-hmm. And it's because it, now we're at a point where it needs to be explained. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I don't like it being in there. I think it makes sense for it to be. And I think it will touch more people because of it so the in the beginning she has this fight with frederick and she's really fiery and passionate and fired up about her work and you get all of joe in that argument it's really wonderful it's so it's so her and then you're seeing the opposite like in that same kind of bit of the movie you're seeing Lori have this fight with amy and she's telling him you know what are you doing what are you she's pushing back at him so while frederick is pushing back at joe and telling her this mm-hmm. isn't you can do better what is this it's crap and amy because they're still- both in that same stage of life where they're yes. navigating the but i liked of i liked that it wasn't about the story of the two of them together it was about each of them having this journey that mm-hmm. was separate after they knew each other and that they were very similar people so i also the in the minute that i got to look at the trivia because i was noticing they wore a lot of similar items, similar clothes, and it looked like they the costuming was on purpose. They are very alike, and I think... I think that this movie brought together the similarities of the March family better than I've ever seen before. Again, having the, the Laura Dern Marmy, mm-hmm. I think you can easily see how these little women came from her. Yeah. I think... The there have always been every, every one of the sisters has always had a very distinct personality and has had a very distinct um, character, really. Mm-hmm. But in this one, you can really see how they are related and how they all kind of think like each other to an extent, yeah. at least. So um, Beth doesn't want to leave. She doesn't want things to change. She just wants her family to be nearby mm-hmm. and to be loved and to be with them. And really, Joe wants that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, she actually says during the, or right before the wedding. And oh, she, yeah. She's like, let's run away. Yeah. She's like, I don't I don't want to lose you. Let's mm-hmm. just run away. I don't want childhood to be over. I just want us to stay here and stay the mm-hmm. same. So they have that very much in common. You also see Meg talking about wanting the finer things. And she's happy with her simple life. But she's still, there's still a part of her that wants those fine things, mm-hmm. those great things. She wants to be seen as being a lady a lady yeah Yeah. and and you see that in amy too all Mm -hmm. along you see that in amy too and then of course you also see in amy that that creativity Mm -hmm. that we have in In joe and in beth with music exactly and meg's acting yeah um yeah so i feel like all of those little things that we all see in siblings even if the siblings don't always see it you know you Mm -hmm. always see some similarities among people i feel like we got to see that a lot more in this version i i wasn't talking about i wasn't talking about amy and joe though i was talking about uh laurie and joe that they were in these similar moments in life where oh no i know yeah yeah, when you were saying that yeah Mm -hmm. that he needs help and she needs help and i guess i was thinking that's i'm thinking about how 
they're showing us him and they're showing us his life and they're showing it's essentially we're seeing what happened after they broke apart right um and then we don't get to see that climax between them until the very end of the movie Mm -hmm. and it wasn't it wasn't as powerful as it is in the 94 version no but again i think most of that is the relationship because keep in mind in this one we don't see that until the end or nearer the end Mm mm-hmm had they actually built up the love between them, mm-hmm. I think it would have well, affected us a I lot more. I wonder if we, I just wonder if maybe we don't care as much in this movie because we we see what's happening with him and Amy when we see that moment. I, I don't think so. And we already saw her with Frederick and how much they started to care about each other. And yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I don't, I don't know. So. And it, it's it's like. I just like think, think of one moment in this one, in the 2019 version. Think of one moment between Joe and Lori that stood out to you was there any one moment that they had where you thought oh yeah maybe there is something there um no because I yeah exactly I, I can't get, think I of anything whereas the 94 I feel like the moment they meet you can see there's a spark like chemistry. the dance that they have you can mm-hmm. see that they're having so much fun together as she brings him into the family and she is the one who brings him into the family whereas in this one Marmy is kind of responsible for that mm-hmm. too and his grandfather's kind of helping along with yeah. that too in the 94 one, it's Joe is really responsible. She's driving that. I wonder if and they just don't have... every a- moment they have together, there is something there. And what that something is, you're never quite sure about, which I think was the brilliant thing between those two characters because sometimes you could tell that it was a brotherly thing. And I think Joe even said it at times mm-hmm. that he's, he's one of us. He's like a brother to us. I wonder if it's because... But no matter what the relationship was, there was something there. There was love and caring there, and I right. didn't get any of that from this. I want, okay, two things then. I wonder if it's the chemistry between these actors versus the chemistry between Bale and Ryder. It could, it could, could be. I think a it. lot of it really is the difference between Christian Bale and Timothy Chalamet because, like I said, a lot of it, a lot of it in the 94 is the little looks and so, the sly smiles so and things al- like that. I'm also wondering if... In this version, it feels like at every turn, Joe is pushing him. Like he tries to, they try to walk arm in arm after this She dance shoves him away. She yeah. shoves him away. Every, it feels like they're laughing and they're friendly with each other and they're throwing their arms around each other and it's very kind of like we're comrades. But there's never any inkling from her that she's, I never right. feel like she's interested in, exactly. in him at all. And so. And I think that's what was brilliant about the 94 one is she still would push him away. She mm-hmm. still would say, oh, we're like brother and sister. But she still very obviously no, it, it cared was, yes, and was yes. close. So and... I'm wondering if it was just that we didn't get enough of that from the Joe, from this Joe, to know that she was because she never. She's so passionate about her writing, but I feel like the Winona Ryder version of Joe, I definitely got that she was potentially interested in Laurie, and I could see that. You know that they're. It's interesting too because at the end of this one, he even said Laurie said at some point. Um... Oh, it was it was right after she rejected his proposal, and she said she was never going to marry anyone. And he said, "You will, you will, because it's who you are, and right. you will live for that person. You will love that person, and so live for I, that person." I and the thing is, is the Winona Ryder version. I can you can see that a hundred percent. Yeah, her dedication to her family. And while I think the relationships were well drawn with the March family in mm-hmm. this one, I don't think you got to see Joe really being the, the the kind of caretaker that or not even caretaker She's but a, um but loving person in the same way um i don't think you got to see how dedicated she really was to her family as much as you did in the 94 uh, i'm not saying I, it wasn't there me, but i didn't feel it, it the same I, like but now that we're talking about their relationship i do feel like maybe it just it wasn't 
pronounced enough her love for him and that's what i'm saying yeah and it wasn't about it wasn't about how much she cared for her family like that was so no but i strong. think it i think it was more obvious more readily apparent i think in the older one yeah and i and i, I really do think a lot of it comes down to just the way that they but i gotta say the way that they put everything together where they're moving from from present day to the past it was seamless. I have no beef. Yeah, that's what. No, I agree. That's I why kept, when you said before, I kept thinking that, like, is there going to be a moment where I'm going to not know where I am? But I always no. knew exactly where I was. And that's why when you said before that maybe it's that that you know caused a, a an inability to see the relationship no, not, building. Not, I don't think it I is because think, I think it was done. I don't think really that is well. how they did it. I think that it could be that the story that we're it didn't do the story any favors, and they probably needed maybe to do a couple other things. But all of that I said, just don't think that's all the case. That I think said, it was done well. And I don't think – I have no beast with how they did it, but we're talking about the problems with the relationships, and I think if we had seen – I'm just saying I don't think that that's something that impacted it. I think it was – I think it's probably the actors, but also – and I'm not blaming it just on them or just on their chemistry. I think a lot of it was the scenes that we saw were wonderful scenes, but they there wasn't enough built into them. Mm-hmm. To see that build of the of their relationship, I don't know. They start. You don't see her with Lori until pretty far. I mean, further into the front. It's like you see Amy and Lori before. Yeah. That's why. That's why. That's the love story of the movie. It's Amy and Lori. It's not. They took. I don't know. You see Lori with Meg too. I I don't think it's fair. So here's here's why I don't think it's fair to say that. If the love story of the movie is Amy and Lori then I don't want to see that love story. Like, I don't want that to... I don't think that there is a love story in this movie, which I think is a good thing. Mm. The, the uh, love story is the family. I mean, exactly. That's, that's what I mean. That's true. Because if if it's Amy and Laurie, like, for fuck's sake, she is obviously the second choice. Just as she said, I don't want to be, which I was very proud of her for giving that mm. speech. The real Amy of the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the real Amy, I don't think I ever would have said that. I... You don't... Okay. I'm sorry. This yeah. is a beef I've had for a long time. Okay. Who the fuck finds out that their sister just died and then goes, you know what, though? I think we should get married. Does that happen in the book? Yeah. It's quick. It's really quick that they get married. But like, they... While they, they're... They, 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 while they're still they in They had a relationship in Paris. They no, were together barely. in Paris. Barely. I, but they knew and you know their entire lives. Yeah. You were just told that your family's been through this huge tragedy. Why don't you just at least, I don't know, You're wait a week? Feelings. Wait a week so that they can be part of your Lindsay, wedding. I gotta tell you, if I'd have walked out of that movie and had a mar- somebody propose marriage to me, I probably would have said yes because I fucking cried a lot in that movie and I was feeling a lot of feelings. So, so when you cry, when you get emotional, the time to get proposed you start to, to feel understand. like, I mean, you know, you're emotional and you're like, hi. I mean, I'm, I'm like, you know, let's. I'm gonna confess my feelings to everybody. Lindsay, I love you. Garfield, I love you. Annabelle, I love you. Even though you're making weird noises right now, like those are the cats. Yeah, on. those are the cats. Um, it, I've always had beef with that that, that, that they she, got married that it so then. fast. Yeah, I think it worked in this. I didn't have a problem with it. I've, I've always, I've never liked it. Yeah. Um. Did you cry? Yeah. When? Um. That's a good question because I think there were a few there times. There were several times that I cried. It's hard because you know what's happening with Beth. So there are a few times with her when like they're in certain memories. Okay. Um, but you know what's coming. Okay. So if it's something really sweet, like uh, when he gives her the piano. <gasps> yeah. Oh, and she goes to hug him. Yeah. 
I'm trying um, to think the first time I cried. It was definitely something with And a lot of it, sisters. too, was like... Oh, the Hummels. The first time Everything I went to the Hummels, the Hummels I lost, because I know lost what's, my goddamn I know what's mind. happening, yeah. Oh, uh, it was... the When when Marmy comes home and you can see her wiping away tears as she walks up to the house and then she's like, girls, will we please, you know, take our breakfast? Yep. And I'm like, okay, it's coming. I'm going to cry. Well, and, and then, I'm thinking about oh all the God. implications of that, too, which is she's, gonna the, one, go back she's and, the one who introduced her. All I could think and, about exactly. was that poor family, but also... There was a little girl at the Hummel house who looked like baby Fiona. And I was like, oh, that's baby Fiona. It was the little girl. I think somebody was holding her. Mm -hmm. Mm. She looked like Fiona. I was thinking she looks like um, uh, Laura's daughter. Laura's daughter. Oh, okay. What's her name? I know. I love Uh, her name. Aurelia. Okay, but I same she, family, same genes. <laughs> True. She was, there was a very cute little girl. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was like, so like I'm already like kind of, oh God, this is, I'm crying. And then, uh, and then I see this little girl that looks like sweet baby Fiona and I'm like, no. So there are moments in, there are a lot of moments in the 94 version, having seen it so many times that, that touch me. But one of the moments too is when Beth goes to the house and the mother can't speak any English mm-hmm. and yeah. she just opens up the door and shoves this sick feverish baby mm-hmm. into yes, this child's this. arms and Beth just stands there crying. And cries. Yeah. That's a good moment. <sighs> it's so it's good. Fair. It's true. And we don't really get to see that. We just see her walk in and we hear the cough. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then but, later he says, oh, but she comes fever. home to the piano, goes to see. And I do like all of that. Yes. Yeah. And gives him that hug and it just it takes me back to sense and sensibility because there's a lot of that kind of kindness in senses of people being kind the kindnesses of people i that to me is probably one of the strongest themes in this movie that i that resonates with me i that we need to be kind to each other that there are people in the world who are worse off than we are and Marmy is the greatest example of the care like when you see her at the storefront in this movie mm-hmm. and she's giving her scarf away to this mm-hmm. man who's going to find one of his sons who happens to still be alive. Like, yeah. It's just heartbreaking. And um, knowing that she's doing this with her own husband away. But, but and this is something that I think is so great mm-hmm. about this particular Marmy character, when Joe um, righteously mm-hmm. and rightfully attacks Amy for, <laughs> for burning her book, book and says that she'll never forgive her. And then, of course, she falls through the ice. And then... It's such a dick move on Amy's part, not that it was intentional, but in a way, she's like making her feel guilty. She is in that way escaping the hard things in life just by falling through the making ice her, and creating okay, that situation sure. where now, of course, her sister has but to forgive her and love her. And to fall I through know, the ice. but it's it's the one of the ways that life's just come so easy to her that she doesn't have to actually deal with mm-hmm. all of these things. There were a couple, but of Joe is sitting there talking to Marmy, and she is mm-hmm. saying. That she essentially feels like a bad person. That mm-hmm. she has this temper and she can't let go of things and she wants to be a good person. And Marmy is telling her, yeah, that you get you get that from me. Mm-hmm. I'm that same way. I'm, and she's I'm like, paid more patient now, right, 40 and years she's in. Like, no, but, yeah. I don't believe it. You're such a good person. So even though she is this sort of consummate good woman who is so caring and so giving, mm-hmm. to so, know that she still has that, yeah, that... that um, demon within <laughs> the there was a scene with meg and her husband john john yeah. john um where she's bought the fabric and he's not trying to guilt her but he's saying things like you know i'm sorry that you're married to me i knew this was gonna happen and i was like you son of a bitch like 
don't make her feel any worse than she already feels. And I know he was just being honest about how he felt yeah. and that he felt really bad about it. And, and she shouldn't have bought that silk. Well, she shouldn't I mean, have. She, we all have she gave in to peer devices. pressure essentially. She did. And then and then that same kind of bit you're seeing Lori talking to or maybe it wasn't the same time, but there's another moment where Lori is talking to um to Meg when she's at the party and she's Daisy. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It's that kind of guilting her. That scene in 1994 was so much better it was so much better with when christian bale he walks up to her and he kind of like flicks the little lace on her dress Mm -hmm. and he's just he just kind of gives her this look of what is this what is this yeah Yeah. it was so good and i'm i'm sorry um i'm sure timothy chalamet is great at things but he was not a great lorry that's so Bale wins it for you. 100%. So which, when you were younger, so you read the book when you were a kid, right? Uh, yeah. So which sister resonated most with you? Like, which was the one that you were like, that's me? Is it Joe? Um, yes. But also, the I think writer. when I was, when I was really young, a lot of it was Beth. Because mm-hmm. I was so shy, mm-hmm. like painfully shy. And I just wanted to be around the, the actual, like the people that I that I know and love mm-hmm. and no one else. Um, and you get a lot of that from Beth. And kind of like the the caring quality. I'm not saying that I was such a caring person, but I would – I just wanted to love my animals mm-hmm. <laughs> and like not have to worry about the outside world. And yeah, there you was are, a lot of – You are a homebody. I'm a homebody for sure. So, so there was a lot of Beth. And then as – even then, Joe, to an extent, like, the temper, mm-hmm. the temper is 100% me. I've always wanted to be a writer. Um, I That that struggle that she has um, between childhood and adulthood, mm-hmm. that, especially over the years as I have become an adult, which, you know, maybe I'm not really, but Whoever in theory, is really. yeah, in theory, become an adult. That I think resonates more with me than anything that any of any of the characters goes through. Mm-hmm. That idea of I just want us to stay as we are. I just want to be with my family mm-hmm. as we are and I don't want us to have to grow up. No but change. at the same time, I do want to grow and I do want to experience new things and I do want to try all these things and become this other person. But man, I don't know how to get from point A to point mm-hmm. B because I don't want to leave behind the comfort yeah. I don't want to go through all of that discomfort to get to be this other thing that I have dreams about. And there's a hell of a lot of fear there, too. It's not even just discomfort. It's it's terrifying. What if what if I do go to New York and I fail and mm-hmm. now I've lost my family and I've lost the way that, that we once were and I've lost that happiness and I still haven't gained anything either. It's like the loss of, the loss of childhood. Mm-hmm. I, I like... Which I think just... In terms of, again, that, that Joe Lori relationship, a lot of it is that. Mm-hmm. You know, she does love him mm-hmm. dearly. Not in the way that he Not wants. Not in the way that he wants. Because, of course, he's seeing, he's seeing how they can be adults. Yeah. And she is only She's, seeing She that, wants to keep being that exactly. fiery girl who wants to be, is passionate about writing and art. and. I just want us to stay the same. When yeah. I... <laughs> The bits in when she's in New York City and she's seeing and she's hanging out with Frederick or Friedrich or whatever the fuck his name is, um, that they're they're watching a play and he's kind of eyeballing her from a seat and yeah. then they end up in this. It was kind of like 
the bit in Titanic where yeah, they're on the that ship was dancing. Weird, it was, that was, it was a weird really little silly. celebration. But um, but it was good because you did kind of see that relationship, the two of them together, that they have this friendship, but also this kind of. I think you got the relationship other. a lot more clearly. And again, I I kind of tune out a little bit in the nineteen ninety four one. Was so much older than her. I, Which I was feel. he was supposed to be older. Really? Yeah. Just I like Eric this, Stoltz was. I like this Friedrich. Um. So first of all. Why does he have a French accent when he's German? In, I don't know. in this it version, it was hot. I didn't. It was I very didn't question it. ridiculous. I'm. I can never. I love Gabriel Byrne so much. He's fabulous. Yes. And um, there was a reasoning behind him being an older man too. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I think as again, as much as I kind of tune out a little bit once she goes to New York in the older movie, um, I think it it definitely helped build their relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to see a lot more of that than you did in this particular one. In this one, it's really just, here's this guy who's kind of interested in her, but he's pretty awkward. And mm-hmm. she seems a little bit clueless. And then he says, I'd love to read your work. And he's totally honest with her. And she gets pissed off. And that's their whole relationship. Yeah. Like, that's what that's all that you see. Yeah. He's sweet. I mean, I liked that bit where he's watching her in the play and mm-hmm. um, the dancing. I thought it was really cute. <laughs> yeah. He was adorable. And I loved he comes to dinner at the end of the movie and then they're all kind of joking around and, and giving her a hard time when he leaves. Oh, that was so great. That's that, cute. That felt really good um, and sweet. And again, that made me think it, it felt like fantasy, you know, mm-hmm. the family coming together and gently ribbing the daughter. And I'm sorry. Until she runs to meet her beau in the rain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you asked me what made me cry. What made you cry? You said oh, you were crying. Well, like- yeah, it was the first time was when they went to visit the Hummels. I definitely cried when Beth went to hug Mr. Laurie after he gave her the piano. I wasn't super sad about Beth dying never really affected me that That's much. what I was going to say. How do you feel about the different... Okay, that, that sounded awful. It's- <laughs> but how do you feel about the, so to speak, death scene in this one versus... So I liked the, again, they couldn't have done this without the way they they, sh- they put this movie together. So you see her first, mm-hmm. after Beth gets better, run down the right. stairs and frantically run down the yeah. stairs and see that she's well. And then you see her. So you know it's you know what you're going to get now. It was devastating to watch. And then to see like Laura Dern breaking down, mm-hmm. holding Joe or Joe holding Laura. And I thought that was really wonderful. Um, I thought it was great that, you know, I thought it was really well done. I guess I I do think it was well done. In the older one, Joe was with her when she died. Yeah. And that like was... like that better. Yeah, I feel like it's it really spoke to their bond that she was... And it was only her. Yeah. She was the only one there when Beth finally left. And there was something that uh, the Claire Danes one character, mm-hmm. Beth. The Claire Danes Beth The Claire Danes said, Beth, yeah. yeah. She, as she was dying, she said... You know, every, everybody's always leaving. Everybody's always going yeah, out. Yeah, I remember this. Um, and now I get to be the first one to go out. To go. Oh, so I know. Good. It's heartbreaking. I, I kept waiting for that line or something similar, <laughs> something similar. to it. Yeah. Because it's so good. Uh, and awful, obviously. Do you like, but... what do you think of Eliza? I only know Eliza Scanlon from Sharp Objects. I don't know her from any. I didn't recognize terrifying her. Terrifying in that. Oh, yeah? Um. I mean, she was great. I, I honestly had not yeah. seen her in anything, yeah. or at least not anything that I remember. But She's I thought good. she was great. Yeah. I don't know who... I think every everybody... there's Everybody fucking loves the shit out of Lawrence Pugh this summer. and Or Florence Pugh. Florence. Lawrence Pugh. Um, 
Call her Flory. Flory. Yeah, Flory. Um, she's she's so good. She is. She's so good. Um, and Emma Watson does her thing. I think she. Yeah. There's one the problem point- with the, it's unfortunate because I feel like, and this is just my perception. Maybe I'm mm-hmm. totally off way off base here, but. Meg to me has always just been the meh character. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But I, I thought she was which is better kind of in this movie than I, I thought of her in the previous movie. And I um, what's uh, the name of the woman who played her? Trini Alvarado. There you go. Yeah, I, I didn't see a difference mm, I, in the characters, and I feel like that's almost unfortunate because really, who her or or what her character is mm-hmm. is the mother. That's yes. what she, that's yeah. what she is. You know, she's. The one who chooses love and she has children and she's caring for her sisters throughout everything mm-hmm. and she's devoted to them and she stays at home and that's a wonderful thing to be and it makes me feel a little bit guilty for just really not caring about that character. <laughs> that's what I that's what I like about that this this movie though, I think you get to see in the beginning they're kind of showing you each woman in her own little space and you get to see it's almost like the stages of growing up, right? You've got Amy and she's a student still and she's living like the single life in Paris and then you've got Joe and she's a career woman mm-hmm. I'm putting that in quotes I mean close as she trying. could be yeah <laughs> and then you've got um Meg and she's married and she's got these yeah. kids and then you see Beth and she's still at home and it's it's which is one of the other reasons one of the other things that I really like in the 94 one aside from just that line that I just mentioned mm-hmm. which is you know everybody else has always left and now I get to be the one who goes ahead which mm-hmm. I do think is it's a beautiful sentiment but it's also really important for Beth's character because the reality is everybody else grows up and yeah. she doesn't she get doesn't. to her growth is and stunted. this is the only growth that she really has is dying it is you know going into that next world um, but there's a scene right after that where they like the uh, what what what's the the woman's name who Hannah yes she's breaking off rose petals and like yes, putting them Hannah all Rose. over Beth's bed and then she just puts them all over her dolls mm-hmm. because that there again is saying dolls, yes. exactly she was a child all along she was an adult at that point we mm-hmm. know she was um, but she never got the chance to truly become an adult which is heartbreaking i think this one held my attention more than the 94 version i really i just there was so much of it i really enjoyed watching it was entertaining i laughed i cried no i I don't dispute any of that yeah um you just don't like timmy yeah i just don't think that so we i think we have a, a co-worker who had a hot take about timmy what did he say Mike said that he's something the, about the next Leo. That he said he's the next Leo. Did he really say I that? I think he said that. Yeah, and it's in writing. Really? It's in writing. It's probably going to come back to haunt him that he put I that can't. in writing. <laughs> That's a thing to say. <laughs> and I was watching it, and I was thinking about Leo, and I don't know, Titanic or Romeo and Juliet, or and I haven't seen Catch Me If You Can, but I feel like that was still a young enough Leo. I don't know if Chalamet is as talented. I don't think he's as proven. Obviously. I didn't see it in this. I I didn't see it. Like I said, there are moments of life in the character mm-hmm. and that sort of personality that at least I associate with that character, with Laurie. And, but it's so, there are so few and far between. Yeah, I was really, I think he was better at the comedic moments than at the serious ones. Although I think when he's drunk at the party with, there it is. It is in writing. I have, I have found the texted message. Okay, what does it say? And it says... Timothy Chalamet is the next Leo DiCaprio. 
To which I apparently responded at that time, gross. <laughs> This was before she'd seen Little Women. This is before you saw Little Women, though. So, I, I stand, have you changed your mind? I stand by my <laughs> original statement. I mean, he's coming He's coming in hot with that take. But, you know, I didn't feel... I liked him in the moments where he was funny. I liked in the moment where he was at the party with Amy and he was drunk with the two girls. And she's like, I waited for you for an hour. And he's just, just wasted and dumb. And I liked at the end of the movie when Friedrich shows up and he's like, who is this guy? I did like, enjoy is that. This? Is somebody going to tell me yeah. who this man is? But the speech on the hill with Joe, there was passion in it, but I just <sighs> didn't feel it. I yeah, just didn't that's, feel that's it. That's what yeah. I mean. I didn't. I but didn't I, again, I don't know him. if it's, I don't, I don't think it's the chemistry. I think it's the way that those characters were written and the way that this was put together. You just didn't, it wasn't designed right to feel that. And I think maybe, maybe that was done on purpose. Maybe that was done on purpose. If it was done on purpose, then I would say it was to the detriment and of the story. I really story. think that there was no, there's, you lose a big piece of the tension in the fact, that, I mean, we all know what happens. We've all, we mm-hmm. all know the story, but you lose some of that tension when the very beginning of the movie, he, she's, Amy is saying, how are you since Joe is, you she's know, turned it down, you know, yeah. you, you start off with that, all of it. So I think it just sucked that passion out of it i mean it's it was a good i thought it was a good moment between them and i thought it was very well done but i didn't feel feelings like i had hoped was there one piece of this movie that okay wait first yeah you didn't tell me which character you most identify with uh it's it's joe it'll never not be joe i'm not like a famous i'm not a fabulous writer or anything but to be like i'm I care about my career. I've always wanted to have a career. I've never, I never, guys, I've been married and divorced, I will tell you, but I never, I didn't grow up fantasizing about kids and family and marriage. I grew up fantasizing about being the president of the United States of America. There, I'm not going to vote for you, no offense. (laughs) You don't even vote, Leah. I did vote. I did vote in the last election. You voted once. I did. You are 40 years old and you have voted once in your life. The point that I'm me saying that I'm going to be a ballerina. You can't shame me about this. Have you seen my rhythm? (laughs) I haven't any rhythm, but I'm going to be a famous dancer. When I was in first grade, I said I wanted to be the president. The point is... At what point did you give up on our (laughs) My career, being a career person was something that I always considered, wanted to be. And I, I got to tell you, also, in the beginning of the movie where you see her with Friedrich and and they're at this play and then she's at this party with all these, and it's that kind of like, they're artists and they're passionate about their work and it's writing and it's education and all that shit. I eat that shit up. I eat that shit for fucking breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack. Like, that is something that is interesting to me and that I like. And I'm more, I don't think that's really Joe, though. It, it, but the people she's with. It's kind of the part part I mean, and parcel of what they're doing. But at any rate. Well, I, no. The, the reason I'm saying that is because what she actually does, how she actually lives is to shut herself away mm-hmm. and fall into a different fantasy right. world. But I was never the girly girl like Amy. No. I never, ever, ever would have gotten hit by my teacher because I was drawing a picture of him. Um, and I was never. Though I did stuff like that. <laughs> I was never the girl who wanted to get married and have kids like no, Meg. Never. And I'm, I I have my health. So I That's it? <laughs> wasn't Beth. That's all you associate with poor Beth? <laughs> and I wasn't, I'm not as talented as, like, Beth. And I'm not as kind as Beth. No. I, I sorry, that was, that was a me thinking Fuck of myself. You. That was me thinking of myself as no. Um, you, 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 are, you are kind. <laughs> he was kind. He, he was kind. smart. <laughs> I, I think, um, so, yeah, as you, as you were talking, the, the things with Joe 
the part where she's railing against him, um, the fact that she can't take criticism, that's 100% me, the temper, 100%. (laughs) When she looks at him and she says, you will never forget, you know, once I die, like, you'll never forget me. People won't forget about me. Um, That's great. 100% what I long for in life. Mm -hmm. And not solely. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, that I don't also. And I think there's there's the the thing that resonated most with me from this movie which was what i was going to ask you next um for yours but the part right after beth dies when she's up in the attic and marmy comes up and she's talking to her and she's asking her you know she she said i didn't want to interrupt your writing and she's, she's like, like I'm no i'm, I'm not i'm not anymore. doing that anyway and then she starts talking about you know maybe i maybe i shouldn't have turned Lori down like marmy's just talking to her saying you right. know that Maybe you should go back to New York. You seem lonely here, all of that. And she starts going in about, you know, I don't, maybe I shouldn't have turned him down. She's having second thoughts about her life. And she says, and of course, I just saw this, so I can't look up the line or remember <laughs> it exactly. But she's, Paraphrasing. Yeah, exactly. She's saying, um, you know, women are expected to, to be this certain way. And I've never thought that women should be just one thing women are expected to be good and kind and loving and I've always thought that we have ideas and we have passions and we have um, thoughts and ambitions and we have so many things that we can be and should be mm-hmm. and I and never we're expected wanted to be moms and we're expected to be right wives. and I never wanted to be just that yep. and then she says but I am so lonely mm. is that how you feel yeah because I, I grew up the same way as you thinking it doesn't matter. Like I, I, sure, maybe I'll get married. Maybe I'll have kids. I really don't care. I yeah. really don't. That like, wasn't I've at never, the top of the list. It was never about any of that for me. It was always about whether you want to say career or what I do with my life. Um, in terms of so the reason I say that is because man, if I die and you happen to find some of my shitty stories and they become amazing they and be I <laughs> posthumously <laughs> become, um, you can buy even, them on Kindle for ninety nine cents. Right. I, not even. It's not about success in that sense or fame but about how I can maybe touch people mm-hmm. not physically because then yeah. I'd go in prison and be a whole thing depends on the person well true don't but touch the children <laughs> legacy but... it, yeah you know about that sort of of legacy a legacy based on my thoughts my ambitions mm-hmm. um who I am uh who I strive to be all of those kinds of things whereas of course many people think of their legacy as being their children mm-hmm. that's just never been something same for me. um so I haven't been focused on that part of my life um finding a rich husband <laughs> or well, a poor husband you need to get on and the having rich kids husband. all of that kind Calling of stuff all rich dudes exactly it has never really been a thing for me and i always thought that that would be okay but man there are times where it's just really lonely it just is i always thought and i still do believe that things happen for a reason and that if it's meant to be it will be I'm just going to say a couple more platitudes here and then we'll move on. Um, Shall we kiss her all, Sarah? <laughs> but, but, but seriously, that you live your life to the best of your ability and you do what makes you happy and you will find the people in it or mm-hmm. find the people out in the world who you belong with. I really do believe that. I, I do as well. Whether that's um, a romantic person or – because I feel like I've found a lot of really great friends – in yeah. my life and I'm very lucky to have such good friends I agree but it's not the same thing it isn't no you're right I'm not gonna spoon you or anything no it's it, uh, we were talking about it a little bit the other day about um being sort of the consummate third or fifth wheel mm. 
it's not something that I care about so much so that I can't go out with friends who are couples. But it is something that when you're there and you're in it, it makes you realize that all of these other people have a one in their life. And I don't. And I'm not anyone else's one either. And that is something that it doesn't affect me day to day but there are moments just like she has that moment where especially when she's feeling all the feelings right now because her sister just died and she's at home and she doesn't know if she should go back to new york and she doesn't know she should be writing she doesn't know completely out of the realm of possibility that amy would want to get married (laughs) immediately after her sister died i I still it's it's always gonna bother me (laughs) but but she's she's having this kind of crisis she's literally saying if he asks me again i'll say yes and it wasn't every right. Joe. No, no, saying, I know, yeah. I know, I know. It's it's the actually getting married. That, like we are about <laughs> we, to book travel. Engaged. We are about to book travel back to the United States. Let us go and marry. <laughs> it took a long time. I'm they, never. Gonna... They didn't want to have that long travel and not be able to fuck. I'm just so that's, I'm sure that's, that's all I could think was like they definitely it. got married before they left so that they could fuck on the way. Probably yeah. With Aunt March that's like 100%. in the bed right next to that them lady, in their tiny she cabin. Fucking, we need to talk about Meryl Streep. But anyway, yeah. So that was just my point is I I think that's that a, was yeah. that was a moment for me that yeah you you get me <laughs> I gotta I gotta feeling. say the third wheel thing I mean I've been a third wheel plenty of times I was a third wheel last night it doesn't it's never it's not a it, it's very different from every now and then being it and so every time it? Yeah. I do remember because being, even when you're the if you are the third wheel now you still had a time in your life where you were someone's one that's true and someone else that's was true. your one I had that for a long time yeah. Um, d- didn't make me happy, but please, let's <laughs> It did continue. for a while, let's be fair. <laughs> it was fun it was, for a while, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, like, I remember being in, in high school and being with friends, two friends, a guy and a girl, and they had a thing for each other and feeling really, really sad. Yeah. Uh, it's actually a really funny story. We were at the mall. Our mo- my mom drove us to the mall because we couldn't drive because we were just kids. And uh, I was buying, back when you could buy, like, little cassette tape singles, Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I bought uh, "Everybody Hurts" by REM because I really just like so you could listen song. to it on, like, <laughs> no, 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 on repeat. No. So then we get back to my friend's house, and it's like her and this guy that we're friends with, and they're obviously vibing and feeling it for each other. And I'm I put in "Everybody Hurts," and I'm sitting there, we're listening to this damn song, and they're like, and they're like making out on the couch or something. And I just couldn't take it. And I finally, I got my tape and I left. And they were like, "Leah, where are you?" And I'm like, "I gotta go, guys." <laughs> Because you don't understand. <laughs> that you just don't understand. You're me. feeling all the feelings, the hormones are raging. It's I the have whole to thing. tell you, Leah, today, this morning, in that darkened theater, <laughs> I felt for the first time in a very long time that someone got me. I'm and it sorry. It was Joe March. <laughs> sorry I didn't reach over and grab your hand in that moment. And just say, <laughs> You're not alone. You are enough. Yeah. You're my one. So much so that part that part of the movie really talked spoke to you. I Yeah. Yeah. So yes, say, what was it for you? I to me the big the big thing I think was the relationships between the sisters. Mm-hmm. Um which in fairness, you have a sister. Uh-huh. I I have an older brother whom and we don't get along. Yeah. And even if we did get along, I'm sure the relationship between brother and sister is very yeah. different from so, that with so sisters. That felt, so so that was really lovely to see and uh the any of the family stuff. Family stuff always gets to me. Yeah. Um, and I really loved the speech that Florence Pugh gave to Timmy 
um, when she's talking about marriage and what marriage, marriage is and, and, yeah yeah I was like I'm here for it I'm here for transaction, it transaction essentially yes no I I agree yeah and, and I loved that we hear her I feel like we hear her give that speech and then later on we see in the past where she is with Aunt March and Aunt March is telling her yeah and it was after that right? yeah and that I was like oh god like now you can see how it all comes together mm-hmm. and how it shaped her into this woman who's going to marry Fred because she knows she needs to even though she doesn't love him yeah it's that. I think it was well done, too. It, it didn't feel too... So something like that I, I don't think is necessarily true to the character of the time because, like we were talking about before, mm-hmm. they wouldn't... I don't think that Amy March of 1867 would have ever thought those thoughts mm-hmm. because it's just... This is just the way it is. Even if she was feeling it, I don't think she would have been able to articulate it in that way. So in that sense, it's not necessarily true to the original character. But it's something that I think needs to be said for audiences today because mm-hmm. we couldn't necessarily understand that without a hell of a lot of build up to it this fully realized amy character definitely but no my my point is yeah so that's why it's not true to the real one but (laughs) it's just not but let go of the old amy it's true it's just a it's a fundamental truth that being said i think it was done well it wasn't it didn't seem um, cloying. It wasn't spoon-fed to no. us. It wasn't Just preachy. Like, it was... I still this think is it the was... the reality. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it was her being Even though it's not necessarily um, historically accurate, I guess you could say. You know what I'm saying. But even though it wasn't... It wasn't true to the... The source material. <laughs> I think it was done well. It wasn't... Oh, it was good. I re- obnoxious. Like, I think I kind of, like, quietly clapped after she's finished talking. I was like, yeah. But um, but yeah, that was it. Meryl Streep in this movie was <sighs> so good. Just incredible. I loved the beginning carriage ride when Lori pops up next to her. <laughs> like, it, yes, yes. I mean everything when like. What it, did it, she it, say? It's it, look, it's Lori. She's like, yes, yeah, I know. No. <laughs> and then they were at the wedding, and Mr. Lawrence asked him for a dance, asked for a dance, and then Lori asked her for a dance, and he's just fucking with her and. She, and as they're walking away, and she's like, well, I hope you're happy you ruined your life. <laughs> well, but then Meg, Meg leans in to kiss her, and she's like, I don't know. No. no. <laughs> Just so wonderful. Um, She was fat. She, they definitely aged her up. She's so pale. And, um. Which was great, because, I mean, obviously that woman never really did see the light of day. No. She just stayed in her giant house. And- I don't, my, fa- so, I really love her in the Double Wears Prada, and, but she's great. Like, Death Becomes Her. I thought of Death Becomes yeah. Her in this movie, too, because she's aged up really old. So when I was thinking about how she looks at the end of Death Becomes Her when she's really old. And- have you ever seen... Have you seen One True Thing? Yeah. She's great in that. Oh, my yes. God. That yes. movie is... She's phenomenal. But this... She could have stolen the movie. I, I gotta say, the casting... It, this movie is crushing when it comes to the cast. Like... I'm trying to think. Except was, for that really pivotal, fundamental role of Laurie. You're talking about, I don't think it was that bad. I, I don't think it was good. bad. I just think it could have been. Who would if you, we who had would had, you have cast? If, if not, we had had that relationship and that character, if that character had been as good as the Christian Bale version of the character. I don't blame it on him. I blame then it I think on it would have like been. the writing. I don't know. So, 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 no, I think some of the writing kept them from having the ability to develop the yes, Joe Laurie relationship yes, to yes, an extent. Yes. But that doesn't mean that I at any point got to see a real character in so Lori. Who, you who do you feel like Lori is from this movie? I don't feel like you get a good idea of who he actually is at all. No, he really is not as maybe... I think you don't get to see him as much as a... He seems just like a fun-loving goofball 
as a child. And then in, as an adult. I don't even really get that either, that, though. I got that. So, so who would you have cast if not Chalamet? I don't know. I don't know. You're giving, like, I just saw this five seconds ago. I know. I, I mean, I'm racking my <laughs> brain under for a lot of pressure. that age. I just don't know a lot of actors in that age. And that's that the other range. thing, exactly. You got to yeah. think of somebody young enough. Yeah. Um, but, but also old enough so that when they're getting married later, you don't think to yourself, did you get your parental permission? Because you look like you're 14. Yeah. I liked that I'm they just... didn't swap out any of the characters like they did in the 94 version. Um, what, do you, what do you mean? Like, so Amy started off as Kirsten Dunst and then became Samantha yeah, Mathis. Yeah, and I, I get that. I do think, though, that especially since Florence Pugh, who's great, she's mm-hmm. amazing, but she does have kind of a deeper voice. Yeah. So when she's acting as a it, child, is a, it was a little bit Yeah, it's rough. a little bit, yeah. And like, there were definitely moments where I was like, I don't know about Do this. you... I mean, we watched Midsommar earlier this year, or I guess in the summer of 2019. Jesus. Yeah. It is earlier of 2020 right now. Do a while you, ago. Do you like her more having seen this movie? Do you feel like she's solidified for you as someone who's really great and is going to do lots of great stuff? Um, No. I mean, I, I think I thought that already. I, I can't say that seeing her as Amy March, I thought to myself, oh my God. Okay. Example. Mm-hmm. Last night I watched Marriage Story. Oh boy. I loved Adam Driver in Girls. He's even though I never understood how he could have any kind of affection, he's how that character could have any kind of affection for the fucks her face, um, because she's a horrible person, even in the show. He's Regardless, a horrible person too. yeah, a they little bit, are. a little yes, again, kind of, kind of. Um, but and so I, I definitely thought that he was a really good actor. Mm. I watched Marriage Story last night and. I was blown away by him. He was just amazing. I can't say that I watched Little Women today and, and thought you to were myself, blown away by Timmy. Exactly, or by anyone in it. Everyone was great, but nobody blew me away. And, and no, that wasn't even about Timmy Saoirse, though. That was about Saoirse that was about. Ronan, I feel like that was about um, Florence Pugh. Okay. So right. when I, feel I like saw Saoirse Ronan was fabulous. I think so show. too. But fuck atonement. Atonement's one of my favorite she was movies. So young in that, and she was so she was good. Everybody was so amazing. And you liked Lady Bird too, right? I liked Lady Bird. I loved Brooklyn. Did you see Brooklyn? Yeah, because uh, the guy she ends up with is really fucking cute. I don't even remember who he I was. I think I know. Yeah, no, I but like him. Brooklyn a lot. was amazing. Um, the Lovely Bones. The lo- okay. I have some beef with the Lovely Bones. But got- there are parts of it that are. Uh, so I here's the thing, and and this is true. Atonement, yes, was I saw one Brooklyn of my, and I liked it. And his name is Emery Cohen, and I'm in love with him. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, Atonement was one of my favorite books, and I because you know how I feel about deep, dark, depressing shit. Sure. Yeah. Um, also, and McAvoy's the, in it. What? McAvoy's in that one, right? In the movie, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying the book. Yeah. I loved the book, and okay. then when the movie came out, I was as always kind of hesitant because mm-hmm. one of my other favorite books, just as an example, The Born Identity, one of my favorite books. I saw the Born Identity movie. You didn't like it. It was a good movie. I enjoyed the movie. It had zero to do with the book. It just shared a name with the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always, as I think we all are, if you have a book that you love, you're kind of wary of the yeah. movie. And God, it was good. Atonement. The it's movie, a great movie. Was yeah. so fucking hard to good. watch. I don't like to watch it. Also, Kira Knightley bothers me. She's so good in that. Mm-hmm. I thought she was amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh my I god, <laughs> he's never been creepier. I just oh so fucking the good. The lovely bones. But the lovely bones. That I loved book? that book. 
That I, book is really, really good and man, that movie fucked me up real bad. It's the thing is, is I feel like, and this is, that book, good on there are so many ways that you could interpret different things from it because yeah. a lot of it is in our own mind mm-hmm. or it's in another world yeah. essentially and i think that peter jackson did a good job with it mm. but it wasn't how i had visualized it so except for tucci tucci did it he, tucci he, did it he, no he brought us and that's it. the thing is i i enjoyed the movie which i hate saying enjoy because it's not something you kind of should enjoy it's a good um, movie. but it was a good movie yeah. it didn't live up to my expectations because of how I had pictured, pictured the book, it, yeah, but Saoirse Ronan, Ronan and Stanley Tucci, yeah, for sure. But Saoirse Ronan, she's so, I yeah, I think she's amazing, and she's I've always thought she's amazing. I thought she was so again, when I saw show. her as Joe, I thought, oh my god, she's amazing. But I wasn't one hundred percent blown away because I feel like I've already done that with her. Yeah, <laughs> I've already experienced that. You've already that. been. Yeah, I'm trying. Like I, I so Scanlan Eliza Scanlan, I saw in Sharp Objects, and she was really fun, good. And yeah, really I still terrifying. have to watch that, and That's, I do want to watch it. I just God, that, you know how I feel about Amy like Adams. Dark, depressing shit. I know that is it. But I hate Amy Adams. Um, and then let's I see. I shouldn't say hate. I dislike much. So Florence Pugh, I liked her. Yeah, I, the first time I saw her was Outlaw King with Chris Pine, the Netflix movie. Was what? And, oh yeah, 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 yeah Outlaw yeah. King. And then I saw her, and she was good in that. And yeah. even though she was in it barely, and she was great in Midsommar, like yeah. really fucking great. So I've got lots of high hopes for her. No, no, that's fine. Let's there's um, there's something to be said for her upside down smile. Yeah. Her like over exaggerated frown. Shouts to Dave Longnecker. It's so <laughs> the upside down smile. It's funny, like it, it she's so good, but then there was so much of the almost Muppet frown yeah. face in yeah. like Midsommar in, in particular yeah. that it starts to get kind of distracting. Yeah. So um that was a fucking fucked up movie. I didn't yeah, even see that shit. And it again. was I just it was intense. so much of it was just trying to be yeah. Um, I don't think so. We talked about this. I don't think so. I think but, a lot of it, they were just going for that but shock value. I gotta say, this version of Little Women, I will watch it again. I really enjoyed this movie. I think I would I would definitely watch it again. I definitely did enjoy it. I do think it held together better as an overall movie. Mm-hmm. I think it um, held together better, better, was better organized than the 94 version i don't think it will ever make me feel the things that the 94 that the 94 versions made me feel i feel like i probably i watched the 94 version last year at some point so i'll probably need to watch that again and then watch this and think about it some more Mm -hmm. about the differences and but yeah it was good i'm glad we got to see it together i'm glad we got to see it in the theater um we'll see if it wins any oscars yeah i feel like nominations come out today didn't they monday monday they're coming on monday Monday. We'll see. I'll tell you one person who's not going to win anything for it. Who's that? Timothy Chalamet. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. My apologies, sir. I'm sure you are quite talented. I've heard as much. Swatting away the pussy. Do you think? He seems too weak to swat anything away. (laughs) He's charming. Is he? Women. Chicks love that shit. Like actual chicks? Like, think about all of the boy bands in the world and how women just like, young women just eat that I'll shit. I'll tell you up. what, somebody of his stature fits in quite well with the K-pop culture. Oh my god, I saw my first... Like he's he's skinny and pale, so yeah. There's this women. K-pop, perf- K-pop band, I saw them performing at like on Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade or something. There were like 10 of them. Yeah. And they all looked like 
children. Correct. And they all speak perfect English with no accent, pretty That's much, great, which was yeah. crazy. I was, it was overwhelming, the number of them on stage. It didn't, yeah. the, the, the singing didn't sound real. I think a lot of it is like what we've done with boy bands, too, where some of them are kind of interchangeable. Yes. Yeah, I, I think it's that whoa, same whoa, kind whoa, of whoa. thing. Nobody in NSYNC or Backstreet is interchangeable. They're absolutely all interchangeable. What are you talking about? They're all just the same person. No, no, <laughs> yes, they are. no. Chris Kirkpatrick, Kilpatrick, Kirkpatrick. You don't even know his name. <laughs> very different than Joey Fatone. Is very different than J.C. Chazé. Is very different than Lance Bass. Is very different than. There Justin are Timberlake. like two of those people I could recognize in a room filled with four people, <laughs> and one of them is Lance Bass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Anything else about this version of Little Women that you want to say? No, I think. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> Sorry. I think it's hard because I we haven't had time to fully process. I don't think That's it was true. nice having yeah. to talk about it, but I'm sure there are things that I will. Which is the sign in my mind, the sign of a good movie. That if you're still thinking still about it. Thinking about it. Yeah. Um, like I said, I saw a Marriage Story last night. I'm still thinking about that. Um, seeing this this afternoon, you know, mm-hmm. I'm still thinking about it too. And again, because I have so many kind of emotional ties to the story. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'll continue to think about it. And I'm sure I'll see it again in the future. And mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I'll probably think definitely. different things too. Yeah. All right. Well, it was fun. Yeah. And uh, thanks for hanging in with us, guys. And we will – thank you for listening to our very special episode of Movie Virgins. <laughs> and we will check you later. The Movie Virgins. Hey, people. This is Leah. Uh, it is very, very early Monday morning, and the Oscar nominations will be released uh, earlier th- today, Monday, January 13th, so that's pretty exciting. The Critics' Choice Awards were last night, and Greta Gerwig did one, did win for Best Adapted Screenplay for Little Women, so that's pretty exciting. So we hope that we release this episode in a timely fashion for everybody who might be interested in hearing our discussion on Little Women 2019, as well as our discussion of Little Women 1994. Um, and you know, who wins for best Lori, Christian Bale or little Tammy Chalamet. Um, so yeah, I like Bale. I like Bale too, but you know, Chalamet, he's got, he's got something going on. He's got something special. So anyway, um, you can find us on all the usual podcast listening platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, uh, Podbean, Podchaser. So please, you know, wherever you're listening, we would love it if you would subscribe rate us submit a review if you are so inclined we would love to hear from you whether you loved it or hated it or whatever it please let us know um you can also find us on twitter at movie virgins pod so we'd love to hear from you there as well anyway thanks for listening one last thing the music in this episode was written and performed by melissa powers (laughs) 